Good morning, good morning. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to an all-new episode of the Full Court Press Podcast. It is your host, one of your hosts, the Matt Prince, Prince A. Lawal, Abe, I go by many names, as well as Sean Larry. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I can't complain. You know, woke up another day. Um, of course, been busy with, with not only watching basketball, but now coaching it as well. So, you know, it's been fun, man. How's the season been going for you? Oh, so far, so good, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I love helping kids, just the youth basically be able to really develop and, and, and grow um, in their basketball journey. So it's been fun so far, man. Oh, that's a W. That's a W for sure. How's, uh, how's the kids? Because I know the kids uh, got their basketball journey going too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little man, he's doing his thing. Um, and the other ones, you know, they, they more so watch right now, but. Uh, it sounds like they wanna they wanna get in there too eventually. So uh, it helps that they have their own coach in the yeah. house at all times. Yeah. That's dope. So uh, we just want to get this little tidbit out the way, just because there's not really much to say, especially since we were not able to watch the game. Um, but at the time of this recording, the previous night, the Miami Heat went toe to toe with the OKC Thunder. And they won one thirteen to one twelve no one twelve to one eleven I believe, uh, thanks to Jimmy Butler's thirty five point performance. However, what's notable about this game? There's two things notable about this game. One is that the Thunder lost by one, but two and more importantly is that the Heat went a perfect forty for forty from the free throw line, breaking the previous record set in nineteen eighty two. By the Utah Jazz, who did 39 straight, 39 perfect free throws. However, the Jazz lost to the Trailblazers in that game. Turned out better for the Heat this time around. Jimmy Butler has scored 30, 23 of his 35 points from the free throw line. Well, let's first talk about the Heat. Again, we didn't get a chance to watch the game really, but what are your thoughts on this accomplishment? Um, first of all, that's that's a ridiculous amount of free throws. <laughs> Like, there's no, like, why are they taking so many free throws? Because OKC only took 21. Like, mm-hmm. that's a big gap, number one. Number two, I'm also just curious, which I definitely need to dive in and, and check out because I haven't watched them since earlier in the, in the year. But I need to see a couple of Heat game again because they've been struggling. Like, you lost by one to – and don't get me wrong, Shea and them young boys been definitely competing. but. Yeah. Think what the Heat's like at five hundred right now. Um, so what they were like a game, yeah. Before this win, right, they were a game below five hundred. So, and I think they're the eighth seed if I remember correctly. So this is one of those things where I'm like, what's going on? What happened? Yeah. What, what happened with the Heat? Because I was expecting them to be at least you know a top six team in the East or something. But right now they're they're struggling to be in the play-in. So mm-hmm. I kind of got to see what's going on with them. Um, but as far as the, you know, the record, I mean, congratulations, um, I guess. Because at the end of the day, it, a lot of teams can't make 40 out of 40. So, yeah, at, you know, I will salute them on that. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't move me much. But congratulations for being in OKC. No, I feel that. Um, so, <laughs> look, look, people may be like, oh, you just better because they put 150 on you. Look, they smacked us. They smacked us. Um, so. Good win for the for the Heat. They did what we couldn't do. Um, that being said, though, I do want. While this was a loss for the Heat, those guys behind uh, SGA, they have. Uh, when we look at the Thunder, you know, we've always joked about the Thunder in recent years because of how they fumbled that 2012 um, team of KD, Russ, Harden, Ibaka, and whatnot. Okay, and then just how they've moved since then. When they traded with your Clippers for SGA and sent Paul George over, I know that was while you I were ecstatic, you were hurt. also hurt, yeah, because you, you've always been a big SGA fan. And then, you know, Presti and co. did what everybody uh, loved to get on Danny Ainge when he was with the Celtics about. It's just, okay, at this point, now y'all started collecting draft picks. So when we look at this team, especially as we get close to the trade deadline, um, that's a month away. Uh, about a month away, and as we look a, a bit to beyond, 
what do you think that Thunder can do? Or do you think they're in the position that they want to be right now where they can use that draft capital to probably bring in to bring in uh, big names? You know, n- not necessarily like, yes, they're going to draft, but they have 27 uh, draft picks for the next few years. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Something, something crazy. And again, these young guys, they do compete. They do put in effort. You know, the, the record does not show it. The record shows that they be they be losing, but they do they do fight. Is OKC geared for a, a solid run in the future? Um, in the future, yes. Um, as it seems like their plan is to do what they did with uh, Westbrook and all them is is basically let's draft, let's develop, and then we can really start trying to make moves from there. Now. Again, what they did was very rare because at the end of the day, to be able to get, what, draft three MVPs? Yeah. Right? Is uh, something very unheard of. Um, Now, we know Shea is is locked in with OKC Mm -hmm. um, until, was it, 2017. So we know that at least they should. They should be thinking about building. Oh, you mean 2027. 2027. Sorry. Well, I say 17. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you said 2027. Yeah, I'm trying to. Let me not get too excited. Let me not get too excited. <laughs> but uh, no, 2027. So if I'm them personally, because you have enough draft capital, um, what they drafted the young kid, um, he just got hurt. What's his name again? We just talked about him. Chet, Chet Holmgren? Yes. Yes. Like yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he'll be back next year, right? But he still has a learning curve. Um, obviously, they got Shea. You know, they got um, every Jaylen time. I, Williams. Yes, but every time I see uh, what's his name Giddy. Oh yeah, yeah, Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Josh Giddy always seems to like every game. It seems like he always has a triple double every game. I end up, I'm like, what in the world, this kid? So um, they have some pieces. Now I do think personally, I don't know if they'll do it next year. They. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do it next year, but if they don't do it next year, for sure they have to do it the following year, in my opinion, where they have to pretty much get some type of big name to help the young kids grow. Mm-hmm. And Shay's one of the oldest people, which is crazy, on the team. So he's not trying to continue to lose or have to sit out because they're trying to tank or whatever the case is. So I say in the next two years they have to make a move to bring either some vets or, or someone that's somewhat established. Because you just can't keep keep getting those draft picks, right? You have to do something with them. And at the end of the day, there's only a 15-man roster. You have, like, a 1,000 picks. So not everyone yeah. can play. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Like you said, Josh Gideon, that loss to the Heat, 18 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. Yeah. See, he's like, every time, it seems like he's always getting some type of triple-double or something like that. It's crazy. So. And and not to uh, what's it called too. I like the one kid, uh, Dort. Yeah, yeah, Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. He's he's a man. He's a defensive juggernaut too. I like him. So like I said, they have some pieces there. Now, besides actually like real legit pieces, like someone you could build around. To me, is just Shea. So, you know, I don't know what I don't even know who whose pick they have this year or or whatnot. But I know they have Clippers, of course. But I don't know. It seems like they be having like two or three teams picks, so I have no clue what all their picks are. But um, unless they get the number one pick, and you know, because if you get the number one pick, then obviously changes things, right? That, um, that definitely does. <laughs> then I would just say, yeah, you know what, just continue with the youth movement and keep going like that. But let's say they get like the number eight pick or something like that, which is cool. Like, okay, now is at a point where, yes, you've developed the young talent, but now it's time to start transitioning into, okay, let's actually start trying to win games. Let's try to get in the play-in. Let's try to make a run at these playoffs. So that's that's what I think. How about you, though? So, honestly, well, so looking at the 2023 NBA draft, they own a few picks <laughs> um, or at least rights to swap. They have their first-round pick, but – they get to swap uh, uh, the better between them and your Clippers from the Paul George trade. 
Oh, they're gonna keep theirs then. Yeah, it's obviously gonna keep theirs. Then they also can swap. They also have their own in the Wizards in the second, second round, and then they have, they get to choose the more favorable trade between more favorable pick between the Mavs and the Heat, in that Stephen Adams trade, mm-hmm. as well. Um, twenty twenty four is when they have four first round picks. The Thunder own nineteen first round picks and nineteen second round picks over but the next there, few years. Do you think there's a real possibility that OKC? Keeps all of those picks and selects. No, no, no. They're not gonna keep them all. Cause like you said, it's just like, look, you have all this draft pick, but you still have a fifty man roster. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you have thirty eight draft picks over the next few years. You're definitely not gonna use all thirty eight. <laughs> and here's the thing too, because how often, how often do we see? How often can we go back and look at previous drafts and be like, damn, who, who the hell was this? <laughs> they yeah. they even play a minute in the league and they won in the first round. It just never works like that, you know. So now the question is, what what can the Thunder put together that would be appealing to to teams that need it? For example, which though wouldn't work, the Lakers would be someone who would want those draft picks, right? Yeah, because it allows them to rebuild. Who do the Lakers give up though? Lakers yeah. don't have anyone. <laughs> they don't have anyone to give up. OKC would want, but yeah. yeah, they they definitely have to figure out what to do with those picks because you know it's not the NFL. This is not a fifty-three man roster, so no. yeah, you gotta be able to flip those picks at some point for something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm I'm just curious how they're gonna do it, how they're gonna move. Um. And what they're in, because right, it could literally just be two. Maybe they flip the pick to I don't know to to get money off the books. Also true. Also true. Um. Oh yeah. Hey, I'll give you these picks, and we'll get your whatever player. They're gonna be a free agent anyways after the year. Which is That's great. also you very know. good for for uh, uh teams with such big contracts. For example, yeah. well, yeah. I don't know if the Cavs do it. But they could move Kevin Love if they want to. That contract. Yeah, I think, is I, think they, pricey. I think they want Kevin Love to be a lifer. I yeah, think that's it, the way they've been treating him. Yeah, I, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is I mean, crazy. Lifer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, statistically, his best yeah, his best years were in many. Statistically, it was, it was. But, but you know, they they was left by LeBron. I'm sure they're still you know Kevin Love. Yeah. Actually, he enjoys being there, so I'm sure they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, stay with us. Love us. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with OKC Thunder. I mean, this whole conversation started because of Miami's 40 for 49. Again, congratulations, Miami. Y'all did it. Um, y'all set a new record. Really dope. So, uh, just continuing with stuff that's been going on in the league. As a Celtics fan, this is a beneficial team to this, a beneficial thing to the success of the team. As a basketball fan, this just purely sucks. KD unfortunately got injured recently and is projected to be out of out a month. Yeah. It's just an MCL sprain, an injury he's dealt with before. But with the way that the Nets have been rolling, you know, we look uh, last episode we talked about it. KD is the only player top 15 scoring wise that is shooting 56% plus. Everybody's shooting maybe around 50%, but he's shooting 56% on less shots than a, than a lot of the top scorers in the league, while still averaging damn near 30, if he hasn't already surpassed that 30-point mark average. Yeah, that's nuts. What happens to the Nets now? Um, I think the Nets are going to be fine. I personally think they're going to be fine. Um, I think Kyrie is going to... You know, I mean, he's been playing very amazing. He's he's been showing, been shutting a lot of people up, right? A lot of those critics, they haven't. We haven't been hearing much about him now. <laughs> Kyrie's been doing his thing, um. So I think Kyrie's going to lead this team. I know some <laughs> people feel like, um, maybe he might need to score more, but I actually just think he needs to continue doing what he's doing and trusting his teammates because Vaughn has has this team playing hard and, and mm-hmm. really trusting each other. So I don't think he needs to all of a sudden say, oh, man, let me chuck up, you know, 30 more shots or something like that. Um, now, on their schedule, it is going to be interesting. 
um, because they do face the was it the, your Celtics actually mm-hmm. face your Celtics um, now. By the time it's recording, they'll probably already played. But um, so I'm curious about that one, the Celtics, and I'm curious about um, the Sixers. I'm curious about the Sixers. They play January 25th. So, but to run down like some of the they got the Celtics. They have the Thunder. And then they play the Spurs, and they play the Suns, um, the Jazz, the Warriors, Sixers, Pistons, Knicks, Lakers, right? That's for all of January. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't, to me, it's not too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look at that and say, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, if they literally can just stay 500, which I think they can, I think they actually will be better than 500 because I see them beating the Thunder, even though Thunder's been playing really hard. Yeah. Them being the Thunder, the Spurs, the Suns, um, the Jazz. So I think they'll be able to stay stay afloat and just, you know, until KD can come back. Um, now the thing that gets Kyrie, uh, I, I think what is difficult for Kyrie and we've shown is Kyrie struggles as being the main guy for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. But for a whole month, yeah, I think Kyrie can for sure hold it down. Especially and, like you said, um, the team is Vaughn has his team playing well. Like as much as we talk about KD, as much as we talk about Kyrie, you know, Watanabe has been solid. Claxton has been solid. All star, <laughs> yeah, I'm, public potential all star, right? And Vaughn has this team buying in. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be a true uh, testament to what they can do um, because they were managing to stay afloat with just KD. Then Kyrie, you know, came back from the whole uh, scandal that happened earlier in the season, and then it was lights out for them. Now, no KD, they're again tested, but they have a complete team. They have a, a really good coach, potential coach of the year candidate, honestly. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. Uh, so it, it'll be definitely interesting to see. Yeah, as you said, the rest of January, is they can easily definitely go above. They can go 500 or better. Um, it's funny because after their last game in January being against the Lakers, it's back to Boston again. So they'll see us twice in the next, you know, four, four weeks, three, four weeks. Um, they're 0-2 versus us. So there's that, but that's now, not here nor there. Do you think this is a good opportunity? Do you, basically, do you think the Bucks would be able to go to that number two spot while KD is out <sighs> that month? Do you think they could go on a run? I know Middleton, you know, there there's questions with him, injury and stuff, but do you think the Bucks and some people have concerns because of the Bucks, but do you think that they can move to that number two spot? And take advantage of KD missing that time, because the Nets was was right there for the number one spot. They was creeping. Um, they're still right there. I think they're only like a game are. or a game and a half. We're thinking right. Most people are thinking like, okay, the gap for the number one seed between Nets and Boston will probably get a little bit wider. Not we don't know about how much, but maybe like three games. Let's say hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Um. The Bucks now, because they're right there at number three, do you think this is a chance for them to make that run at the number two spot? This is a chance, but they got to be concerned about the 76ers because <laughs> the 76ers are only a game behind the Bucks, and they've been playing better ball as of late. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at the time of this recording, while, yes, they played the Pistons, uh, the Thunder put up on your – I mean, the you see, I have PTSD from the Thunder. The 76ers put up 147 with – both their stars and beat playing 24 minutes and Harden playing 26 minutes. So they're healthy. Maxi's back and all that. The 76ers are healthy. Bucks, they also need to get healthy because of Middleton and Middleton is not trying to rush. That's fair. Yeah. Well, we're about to see the Nets get tested and see like, all right, how can you respond with KD down? Kyrie, what can you do? Even though, again, we, we know what Kyrie's capable of. We know what that team is capable. They've been playing great ball. They've been playing great ball. 
Bucks gotta be worried about the other teams. They should their focus should not even be the Nets. <laughs> it really should not even be the Nets. They should be focused about what they need to do to get better because they got the 76ers right behind them. They got even the Pacers not too far behind the Cavs. The Cavs and the the Cavs and the 76ers are a game behind the Bucks. So and they both been playing better than the than the Bucks. So again. True, true. <laughs> that probably should not be the Nets. But we will see a little bit of movement. I I can imagine that the Eastern Conference is licking their lips because the hottest team in the league has been the Nets for the last month plus. They have been the hottest team. Yeah. Um, will we see a massive cooldown? We'll see. We'll see. So I'm, I'm intrigued about that. But while the Nets have lost a key player, the Golden State Warriors have managed to welcome back Steph Curry. Now, Steph... In his first game back, they lost to this to, to the floundering Suns, who who just got to 500 again apparently with this win. What does this mean for the Warriors? If you if listeners remember a few weeks ago, we got into it a little bit. Uh, we discussed about who we. He was being disrespectful. Who's our top eight? And I personally said that I don't have the words in my top eight because at the time we have injuries to both Wiggins and Curry was going to be out for extended period of time. During that stretch, we did see the Warriors lose big in some games, especially on the road, while on the other hand, still maintaining that home dominance. Despite, you know, losing a couple of games at, at home regardless, they still are really, really, really good at home. Mind you, at the time of that recording, they were on the outside looking in. They're currently the eighth seed right now. So they've been working their way back. And now Steph is back. Wiggins has been back. What does this mean for the Warriors? This Look. means you're going to have to apologize because... I'm not apologizing to them motherfuckers. Because... <laughs> I will say this now on record. They will not be in the playing game. So for them not to be in the playing game, that means what? They have to be top six? Yeah, they need to be top six. They will be at least a top six t- uh, seed um, when it's all said and done. We're not at the halfway mark. So and they're a champion. When, you, when, mm-hmm. when you're a championship team, you can, you know, can kind of go through the motions. I'll give you that pass. Right, unlike my Clippers, who goes through the motion, y'all haven't won a damn thing. <laughs> so, y'all might be cooked if y'all don't turn around. But mm-hmm. the the Warriors have; they know what it takes to win. So, and they're getting healthy. Wiggins is back as well. Um, even though you know Wiggins and Curry struggled coming back, they lost to they lost to the Suns. Shout out to the Suns because they did win without Aiden Booker and Chris Paul. No, so they did, they did smack them. I think they were up by like 27 or 23 at one point, which is ridiculous. So shout out to Phoenix. You know, see, people think I don't give Phoenix love. I'm giving oh, all love right now. Um, but the Warriors, yes, I think they'll be fine. They'll get back into their groove. And all of a sudden, we'll be talking about the Warriors again. Like, dang, like they really just been on the roll. So, you know, they 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 didn't welcome Curry back the way they wanted to with a W. Um, but... I think they'll be okay, and I know Curry has that sleeve because of his uh his shoulder, so that's gonna take him some time to kind of get used to. But yeah, I think overall they're they're gonna be right there, and then we're gonna be looking back like, dang, like why didn't the the West take advantage of the Warriors being down when they could have? Because that's the thing too, a lot of these teams, like the West to me has just been I don't know what the hell has been going on with the West. It's, it's almost like everyone's going through the motions or or want to play 500 basketball or close to 500 basketball in the West. Nobody wants to take advantage. The only team that really is taking advantage, I mean, Grizzlies has too, but I want to say the Nuggets. Like the Nuggets oh, yeah. Easily. really just came in there and was like, no, this, this is what we're trying to do. Uh, we're, we're trying to really make some noise. And, and the Nuggets are really looking like a legit threat. And so I'm big on habits. And so out of all the teams I've watched, to me, the Nuggets habits – are amazing. I mean, the Warriors, of course, they're the Warriors, but I'm just talking about the other teams. I'm loving the Nuggets, their habits, and that means they get the number one seed. That means everyone, you know, you're going to have to play. You're going to play with that altitude, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going to be an advantage for them. So, yeah, they're they're definitely about to make some noise. But as far as the Warriors go, man, yeah, they're 
the Warriors are, are, are about to make a run. Um, and it won't surprise me right after All-Star break, they just all of a sudden the switch just turns on and, and we see them win like eight in a row. Yeah, because like you said, right now they are the eighth seed, a game behind the Suns, who've been sliding. Uh, <laughs> they just won their second game of the, in the last ten. So, uh, you know, and when I said play, it. Are the, are, the, are the Blazers going to miss the playoffs? I think we all said they was going to maybe get in. And, and I think yeah, we, check it back, but. we did have Trailblazers. I'm pretty sure we had Trailblazers in uh, for the most part amongst maybe, all of us. Maybe Jabari. Jabari, I think he didn't have the Trailblazers. I think Jabari didn't. I think. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be interesting. But like you said, the West, the only consistent teams in the West have been the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, you know, both 27 and 13, uh, sitting comfortably. Honestly, we can also say the Pelicans, too, because the yeah. Pelicans have constantly been dealing with injury, and yet they're only the third seed right now. True. So they haven't taken a step back despite, you know, they, they also have lost Zion. B.I. hasn't been back yet. So Pelicans are hurting. They're shorthanded yet, True. you know. So for the Warriors, like, yeah, now is their chance to, and as you said, the West is going to be mighty embarrassed that they didn't take advantage. But I look at at least the top teams and said they were doing what they had to do regardless. You know, <laughs> it's the rest of the West that is, you know, floundering, lounging around, not taking full advantage of a weekend Warriors, especially, especially given the stark disparity between the Warriors at home and the Warriors on the road so far. Um, so we'll see. We'll see exactly what this means. You know, when when healthy, the Warriors are still one of the best teams in the league. It, it, it don't matter at all, you know, what the opinion is. When healthy, one of the best. So now it's a matter of they need to stay healthy so they can make this run and not have to play in the playing game. Because, uh, you know, just the playing game, it, it it's at that point, it's, it's, a, it's a toss-up, right? But yeah. that's just more wear and tear on a team that, that if they can avoid it, that probably be best. That would probably be best. So we'll see. And we all know how the Suns have been doing, despite the Suns recently beating the Warriors. Yeah, the Suns have been struggling. Because when we talked about them, they were the fourth seed. And and funny enough, you actually, you and Jabari, I think, did have Suns out, not in the top eight. Yeah, no. I, I had them in the play-in. Yeah. I had, I had I mean, them in my top eight. Good, so I appreciate that, I guess. Yeah, I had them in my top eight. I, I had said that, look, I'd be surprised if they, as much as I think the team is corny and I don't like the Suns, it'd just be extremely embarrassing for them to go from fourth all the way to <laughs> not even being in the top eight or not even being in the playing game. Well, right now, they are threatening. Uh, there are a few games out from being in any playing game, so who knows <laughs> What's going to happen with them? Again, with the injury bug that they're dealing with. Whew. All right. True. So, now, uh, while we've been we've been talking and whatnot, you know, one of the fun things about this time of the year is NBA All-Star voting. We first get the fan results. We've just recently got the fan results. And you know how fans can be. So, we won't go through all the names of the, you know, of the All-Star voting. Uh, we'll just give you the highlights. One highlight being that, well, it looks like the captains are most likely going to be LeBron and KD. Um, the other highlight being the Warriors have about five players on the on the voting uh, ballot, which is not really a surprise given that Warriors fans always show out for their players. True. Um, and I guess the biggest surprise might be the fact that the Lakers have four people. And you might think, non-Lakers fan might be like, wait, who? <laughs> of course, LeBron. Of course, AD. Westbrook. And Austin Reeves. So, Sean, I ask you, do you think the fans snubbed anybody? Um, What are we doing, Lakers fans? What What are we doing? Um, But yes, um, I would rather have Anthony Edwards than... Reeves or who else you say on that ridiculous list? Like Looney, Looney can go to Looney is on the list. The Warriors again, Warriors they they be making sure their uh, their players get in there. You know, yeah, no, no, no. Looney can go. Reeves can go. Would you keep Pool? Huh? Would you keep, would you keep Jordan Pool? You know what? I would. I would keep Jordan Pool. I would keep Jordan Pool. 
Um, but I would have Anthony Edwards on there, personally. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I, I have to look at their record, but I'm pretty sure the Timberwolves are doing better than the Lakers, aren't they? Or did they yes. fall back down? They are doing a little bit better than the okay, Lakers. Yeah, a little bit better. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I would give it to Edwards, who keeps getting better statistically each year as well. So, I would have gave it to Edwards. Um, and surprisingly, there's no Kings player. Right? Nope. Nope. No one it's from the Kings is getting represented. Apparently, the Sacramento fans, as much as they like lighting the beam, they don't believe in fan voting. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to blame it on that. I'm just going to blame it on the fact that it's the Kings and they're not on TV as much and get talked about, obviously, right? On national TV, they don't even get talked about like that. Um, I mean, heck, wasn't Sabonis, like, in the conversation for MVP? He's he's on the outside looking in, depending on who you listen to. I'm not saying MVP, but just he was putting that type of work in that Mm -hmm. was saying he was in the conversation, like top seven or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's not even on the all-star voting like i don't you know so yeah that's that's crazy to me i'm not surprised by lebron you know getting the most votes especially with his fan base his fan base alone like even those that don't even watch basketball like that um that's just how big of a star he is um and kd too obviously so yeah it's gonna be them being the captains again that seems like that's always gonna be the thing until Basically, until LeBron and KD retire, that's what that's what it's looking like. Yeah, so we we will see. I, again, I was actually very surprised at the lack of presence of anybody from Sacramento, given that at the moment the Sacramento Kings are the fifth seed, and they've actually been really consistent too. Earlier, when we talked about the consistent teams in the West, we mentioned the Nuggets, we mentioned the Grizzlies, we even mentioned the Pelicans. The Kings have been consistent. They have been. You know, they've been they've been doing their thing. Um, so for no representation from the fan voting side, uh, at least the first fan votes that have been counted is starkingly surprising. Um, but like you said, they don't always get primetime games. Uh, so, you know, the the general public doesn't really get to see them. But I think when it comes to van, fan voting. It's extremely biased. It's just you just go by what you know, right? You go by it because, again, uh, <laughs> I don't think sensible fans are are voting for Austin Reeves to be in an All Star game. No. Let's be realistic. Um, I, look, I I don't hate Kevon Looney. I think he's he's, he's not an All Star. Let's let's not yeah yeah. I mean, look, Warrior fans, I'm sorry if this offends you. Looney is great for the team. He does everything you need to. Young guy, energetic, you know, doesn't do too much. But let's be real. Yeah, no, no. But this is what Laker fans do, right? No matter who it is, you know, like, whatever, like, role player they really love, they 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 really get a diehard fan with, they're going to remember. I mean, Kyle Kuzma now has, has all-star voting, or voting, yeah. but even before he was, really doing his thing like he is now, he was getting votes from the Lakers. That's true. Well, so, you know, that's just what the Lakers do. Lakers and Warriors fans are, are loyal to their team, yeah, despite, yeah. you know, the uh, the uh, animosity between the two fan bases, especially the the talk of former fans being being new fans and all that jazz. You know, that's, that's neither here nor there, because I, I, I own no stake in that property. But it's definitely interesting nonetheless. Um, yeah. When we look at this, it sucks for though the Kings. It's just like, like they've been having, you know, a, basically doing really well. No one expected mm-hmm. them to be playing this good, at least not being this good right now and actually mm-hmm. sustaining it consistently. Um, but if we really being honest, the Kings haven't really been consistently talked about since what Chris Webber mm-hmm. and Mike Bibby was was playing. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. So, um, but hey, this. If you're a Kings fan, this is a good time for you guys to kind of fly under the radar, and then you know you you start you start beating the quote unquote top teams. Um, they're gonna have to start putting respect in your name. So yeah, yeah. So we will definitely see when we looked at the East too. Um, it's uh, notable names aside from the usual suspects is Paolo Benchero, the rookie from Orlando. He is eighth 
in the fan voting for front court players. So, you know, shout out to the rookie for potentially making He's been balling. He's been balling for sure. Uh, But one thing I actually noticed, which I was surprised by, is that when it comes to the Knicks, their only representation is Derrick Rose. And, you know, while we, you know, we say, well, it's Knicks. Jalen Brunson has been super, super integral to. I didn't even think about him. You're right. Yeah. I I just realized that I was like, you know, we see Derrick Rose, but what about Brunson? You're right. Because remember how everybody was like, oh, yeah, nah, the the Knicks overpaid for Brunson. Now when you look at how he's been performing. Nah, he's been working. working (laughs) It's definitely not a waste of money. And even then, Julius Randle has also been playing well, and he doesn't have any fan votes. So Knicks fans, I'm actually kind of. I think Knicks fans (laughs) have a weird relationship with Julius Randle. So I'm not surprised. They definitely do. But I'm surprised that Jalen Brunson not getting any. Yeah, that is true. Over Derrick Rose, that is true, too. Derrick Rose hasn't even played. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy that twelve minutes a game. So I yeah, that's I don't I don't know what that's about. Yeah, like shout out to Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton though. Um, yes, you know. I'm happy for him. Happy he's for him. there. He's there. Uh, now he has... I, I guess we could we could talk about this another day. But in his draft class, is he the best? Is he the best player in that in that draft class? Because. When you really just look at what he's doing, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, would it be safe to say that he's the best player in that draft class? I know that sounds kind of crazy. That 2020 draft was kind of. So let's go see. So in the, of the 2020 draft pick, we'll at least look at the first round. Anthony Edwards went number one. Wiseman, LaMelo, Patrick Williams, Okoro. Onyeka, Killian Hayes, Obi Toppin, Denny, Jalen Smith, Devin Vassell, Tyrese went 12th, Kira Lewis Jr., Aaron Naismith, Cole Anthony, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Poku, Josh Green, Sadiq Bay, Crush. Like Tyrese should at least be what? Top top three? Top four? If we redid Honestly, the draft. if you redid the draft, Desmond Bain, huh, that's funny. Uh, Desmond Bain was drafted by the Celtics, but then uh, traded to the Grizzlies. Um, shoot, I, I don't think it's far fetched at all because even the second round, you're looking, it's like a no. Because Wiseman went two, right? Yeah, Wiseman went two. Oh, I mean, you could even and I and I love Anthony Edwards, and I'm not saying Anthony Edwards is. I think he's gonna be a multiple All Star. I think he's amazing, but you can make a strong case. That Tyrese could be number one just because the fact that he got there, and all of a sudden the Pacers is looking like a a a, a, a solid team in the East. I'll say this: I think Tyrese goes two because Lamelo goes one. I wow. think regardless, Lamelo over Anthony. It's, it's because well, those are the top three for sure. Those okay. are the top three, so okay. it's a matter of how you rank it. It depends on and, how you, exactly. Yeah, so let's with the teams. So Timberwolves, Warriors, Hornets. If they were to redraw, he's not as. I think I, I I actually do think the Timberwolves might actually just grab Lamella, get them uh, get themselves a point guard, get themselves a point guard. The Warriors. But couldn't you make a couldn't you make a case Tyrese is more of a point guard? Tyrese is yeah, they could have. That's the, what I'm. The saying. problem is Timberwolves. You know. While it's not the wrong choice, there's no wrong choice for the Timberwolves. There's it, it's the Timberwolves. Clearly, the decision making is poor. So it's like whoever they pick number one isn't an indictment against that player. It's just like I don't know what the Timberwolves front office were thinking at the time. So I think they could go. They could have picked any one of those three between Lamelo, Anthony Edwards, and Tyrese. I I I wouldn't be surprised if there was a redraft if they picked Anthony Edwards all over again. Yeah. I think if they were able to redo it, they definitely don't do that trade with Utah. I know that for a fact. They definitely don't do that trade. No, but it, they probably go Anthony Edwards one again. It's the Warriors. Who would the Warriors? Because they went Wiseman, and there was always talk of like, oh, why didn't they go Lamelo? You know, that would have been good. And given you have Curry, given you have Clay, but the injury. I think they go Tyrese. And then the Hornets still go Lamelo. Yeah, yeah. I can see that order. Yeah. And, and the reason why I say because literally he can learn from from Curry and come off the bench and you know 
Yeah, I, I, I genuinely accept the idea that Tyrese definitely goes top two. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes number one, but he easily, I would put money that he goes number two. Um, Lamelo being top three, well, Lamelo could have gone one, or Lamelo could have gone anywhere. To be honest, and again, there's someone probably listening, thinking I'm, I'm we're crazy, or and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's no wrong answer if you say Lamelo should have won number one. That's perfectly fine. I'm just saying this is crazy when you look back at it because he went 12, um, was it, to the Kings, right? Yeah. yeah to the mm-hmm. Kings and was an afterthought, you know, yeah. ended up becoming the guy where they're like, oh, shoot, look what he's doing in Sacramento. And then Sacramento just traded him away, which yeah. was so surprising because yeah. he actually wanted to be in Sacramento. He was happy to be there. He was genuinely hurt that he got traded. And we were also surprised because it's like, wait, y'all, he's a lottery pick. And he's only you've only had one season with him. You already shipping him off. Like, what are y'all doing, Kings? Yeah, and I, mind you, we said that then, but now look how we're talking about the Kings. Yeah, so, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> apparently it work. It's working out for both sides because both, yeah. ironically, at this moment the Kings are the fifth seed. The Pacers are the sixth seed. Yeah. So you know, apparently it was a worthwhile trade. It, it benefited both sides because essentially what it was was a Tyrese. First of bonus swap. If we're just gonna look at the base level, base Tyrese level. Tyrese averaging 20, po- 20 points and ten assists, mm-hmm. and almost two steals a game. Yeah, so he's been he's been solid. So yeah, no, Tyrese definitely definitely goes top three. Is he the best player of that draft? No, um, no. only because you still have Lamelo, you still have yeah. Anthony Edwards, but he's definitely he definitely should have gone higher than twelve. Yeah, <laughs> there was a draft. He's definitely going higher than twelve. Um, in that draft too is Emmanuel Quickly. I think Emmanuel Quickly actually goes higher too. Tyrese Maxey went twenty first. I think he actually goes a bit higher as well. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I thought that was crazy when he went twenty fourth. I was like, what the hell is that? Desmond Bain goes higher than thirtieth as well. Yes. Yeah, Desmond Bain definitely goes. Um, but everybody I, else, I tell you, man, with these scouts, they love the the they like you know you do like two years of college or something. They just think you're like. The worst thing ever. Sweet. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at all these names in the first of the the, the NBA the, the 2020 NBA draft, and I'm like, yo, how many of these guys aren't even playing? Like yeah. Sam Merrill, Paul Reed, Reggie Perry, Grant Riller, Jay Scrub, Cassius Stanley, Cassius Winston, Kenny Martin Jr., Skylar Mays, Yam Madar, yeah, CJ LB. Like, yo. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> the twenty twenty draft was was poor. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a really poor uh, draft year, you know. The, a lot of the most memorable names came in that first round. Yeah, yeah. The only memorable name really from the second round is I mean, this this depends on, on who your team is. Jordan Nuara from the Bucks, maybe. Yeah. Trey Jones. From the Spurs, maybe. Uh, I mean, he's serviceable. That that's that's all I got for you for the second round when I'm looking at these names. So, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tyrese. So, shout out to Tyrese. I'm glad that he's born because again, I was so confused by that trade, and I was like, Kings, you are dumb. But uh, two years later, now you know I'm I'm over here saying that the Kings are going to be a top eight team. Um, they they're definitely going to make the playoffs, and and we're talking positive about the Kings. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Some moves look funny in the light, but we just got to give them time to marinate, right? So yeah. there's that. Um, all in all, though, you know, I just want to let it be clear that NBA All-Star voting, uh, in our eyes, especially when it comes to fan voting, isn't really a serious thing. The fans are going to vote for who they want. Again, Derrick Rose is going. We love Derrick Rose. All respect him. But of all the Knicks players, he's definitely not the most deserving at all. There is easily two other people that should be in over him. Uh, Austin Reeves, you know, Lakers fans, shout out to y'all for, for pulling for your boy, but Austin Reeves over anybody from the Kings. And I guess for Lakers fans, that's, that's actually even more better. The fact that <laughs> Reeves possibly took a spot from any Kings player. They, they probably love that. Uh, Warriors, y'all always show up for your players. Kevin Looney, come on, Kevon Looney over, over anybody from the Kings, over Sabonis, over De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, come on. Even over Anthony Edwards, like, all right, all right, guys, come on. Oh, shoot. To be honest, 
Well, no, no, I'll give it that. Um, over CJ McCollum, you know, let's, let's be let's be real, guys. Let's be real. <laughs> but it happens. You know, the fan voting only counts for so much. Uh, I will say the only the only point of contention I have is that, in my opinion, Joker should be the captain of the West, uh, coming yeah. out the West. But of course, that's easily going to go to LeBron. Um, yeah, and that's that's not just Laker faithful. That's just LeBron faithful. It yeah. is what it is. But yeah, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, as we begin to conclude this website, y'all know what we what we got for you. Last week, Sean gave you Gigi. Now we go back to Sean's spotlight. Sean. Who are you highlighting today? Yeah, so today, guys, I'm super excited. I did talk about Gigi Jackson, who um, is very raw, and I, I'm sure like there's going to be a scout that's going to probably fall in love with him and, and take that that gamble. Um, but I want to talk about another kid, young. He's young as well. He actually won't turn 19 until next year. Um, but it's Cam Whitmore from Villanova. Um, he was injured, so you might not have been able to maybe catch too many games because he was injured. He's just starting to get maybe, I think, a month back uh, now. Um, he actually was coming off the bench because they were trying to work his – he was trying to work his way back, you know, into, into basketball shape and, and, and get ready and things like that. But um, he's now starting, and he's been showing flashes. He's still trying to put it together, but he's been showing flashes. Right now, though, he's averaging about – 13, yeah, was it 13 points, five rebounds, and shooting almost 50% from the field. Um, but he's been showing flashes like the last game that he played against uh, Xavier. Um, they're ranked 18 right now, I think. Yeah, Xavier's ranked 18. And he actually went off. He he had 26 points, 11 for 18, shot 61% from the field, shot 42% from the three. And it's just things like that that has scouts super excited. Um, what his potential can be, because he's a six seven, you know, two thirty freak of nature. To be honest, um, is almost he's almost a bully when it comes to the paint. Um, he's a forward, he's a wing, but there's literally when when he's coming into paint, I I hope you're ready. You either better be better be strong because he's gonna just bully you out the way, or be able to jump because, like I said, the the dunks that he does in the game is gonna make you just be like oh shoot like. I didn't think he could get up like that. Um, but he loved, and he loves to elevate, actually. He loves to elevate off of two feet. That seems to be his thing, where he'll dribble in, do a hop step, and dunk it over you. Um, and I actually love, to another part of his game that I love is his shot. Like, his, his, the, his, was it? The form on his shot, sorry, excuse me. His form on his shot, I actually like it a lot. Um, but what he likes to do he likes to actually do a step back to the left. That seems to be his thing too, but it works for him. It works for him a lot. So just the potential is, is really high. Like his upside as a scorer on the next level is what's going to have scouts honestly drooling over um, his potential for sure. Um, and even on the defensive side, to me, he's actually a better individual defender than he is with team defense. Now Villanova does ask a lot when it comes to defense uh, for their players, so I am encouraged that he will be okay. He'll he'll be a solid defender at the very least because Villanova does preach defense. That's something they always do. Um, like Mikel Bridges, right? Like he he's a great defender. He came from Villanova. Um, but yeah, what what he does very well. He and he actually reads he reads the play before it happens a lot very well as at as well on when it comes on defense. Uh, he's pretty good with his lateral movement and, and moving his feet. On the next level, I see him doing pretty well guarding threes and fours, maybe some twos, um, depending on, on who the two guard is. Um, but overall, I think he'll be a pretty good, pretty good defender. Um, now, one of his flaws is at times he does get in foul trouble and he does need to clean up his turnovers. Um, there's times where he's just doing too much with the rock and, you know, loses it, fumbles the rock, things like that. And what I would like to see as well, just I would like to see a little bit more of his playmaking ability um, just for him to showcase that. And I think he will, honestly. Um, like I said, I think he's starting to put it together. Um, 
he's only played what all together I think like 10 games or something like that so he hasn't it's not a huge sample size yet because he's just getting back like I said but I think he's for sure about to really start showing scouts what he could really do so I'm excited about that and personally I think I think he's going to be a top five pick um I was trying to I was really thinking about it because I'm like oh scout might you know maybe top eight but I'm gonna go based off what I think <laughs> and what I think he's going to be a top five pick because of the tools that I, I suggest him because he's a physical free because normally when you see a player you know they they're able to like bully their way to the paint they're normally not able to shoot like that like normally they're a driver they're a slasher but his upside of him being able to have a complete game on the offensive side is what's going to get scouts drooling and really just thinking like, oh, man, okay, what this kid can do. On top of that, just like we talked about earlier, right, where uh, scouts love the young talent, you know. So I think that because of that, he's he's 18, he'll be 19, basically when the, when the I think when the season, when the next NBA season starts, I think. Um, so because of that, he's going, he's, he's going to even get, you know, was it bonus points, I guess. He's going to get bonus points even more for being, this young and, and this developed and showing because the crazy part is though in high school he was already being considered a top five pick right but then he kind of stopped being talked about because of his injuries kind of got kind of forgotten about in a sense just because obviously that happens but he's starting to put it back together and he's showing why he is a top five pick now at the latest I say he goes top seven but I I'm pretty confident that he continues to put it together, which I think he will. He's going to be a top five pick in, in this upcoming uh, draft. And so, yeah, I, I definitely encourage you guys to, to check him out, man. He's, like I said, he's, he's like, you, you'll see for sure. He he jumps off the uh, the page very, I'm mean, not the page, the TV screen uh, very much so. But the next game he plays, um, it'll be against Butler. And that's on Friday, January 13th. Um, that might be when this episode drops. Um, six o'clock central time was it that'll be seven o'clock on the east coast and i think that's four o'clock on the west coast so definitely check him out um and he'll be playing uh georgetown i think like a few days later after that but yeah i definitely definitely um suggest you guys check him out man and yeah that's that's my guy for today so y'all heard it here from y'all heard it here again Sean spotlight you already know what to do Thank you for tuning in. Bar your miss, but I hope that the new dad life is treating you well. Sean, thank you for, for being here, making some time, especially with all the coaching and all the stuff you got going on. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Oh.